Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Welcome to a better late than ever edition of So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen, and I'm finally getting my crap together. Justin Winters is on my left, putting up with said crap as usual. But, to be fair, he's been occupied as well. So, it's not entirely my fault that this podcast is a little bit late. Justin? The fault lies on me somehow? Well, you did have a birthday. That's not your fault. Can't use that as an excuse. But you did have a birthday. I did have a birthday, it's true. It's true. One year older. And happy birthday. Thanks. You know, I feel a little weird that I chose the movies. Well, I helped choose the movies this week. But it was your birthday, so... Are I, you... I know. That was nice of me, huh? I, I mean, it was, but... I think we thought we were going to do this sooner, so maybe you were planning... Were you planning on also doing, like, a birthday podcast where you had birthday movies in mind? That would have been nice, but, you know, when I seek control to, uh... Oh, come on. Don't get all womp-womp about it. You can still choose them. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you like, anti-belated movie birthday podcast? Well, I chose the movie I went to see on my birthday, so... That's true. We can, talk, can. About, we can talk about that, too. We watched a lot of movies. We have. We just haven't been recording. So <laughs> the whole thing started when um, we went recently to Disney and we saw Brave. And I was like, we should watch more animated movies. And Justin said, really? I don't think there's a lot to say about animated movies. And I was like, we are having a baby. We will watch animated movies. <laughs> so I said, let's watch movies that are made by Pixar that I've never seen because Yes, I am that person who has yet to see certain Pixar movies. Sorry, rest of the world. Uh, one of them was, uh, the I almost said The Avengers, but not The... I was thinking of The Incredibles, but I don't know. My brain just farted. The Incredibles! And then I was going to choose something else, but then Justin vetoed my option, and you said we were going to watch... What were you going to watch? You don't remember the second movie we watched? We were going to watch something else and I vetoed it? Yes. What were we going to watch? Um, I don't think it was. It a, It might have been A Bug's Life. Oh, uh, Bug's Life. And I was like, I haven't seen that. And you were like, meh. Yeah. So instead of that one, we watched Ratatouille. Which was adorable. Yes. And then, are we going to talk about the movie we saw on my birthday too? Sure. Spell it, birthday boy. Uh, we went to see uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Part of the reason I wanted you to say that is because I can't get that title right mm -hmm. to save my life. I went to work the next day and everybody was like, how was the birthday? What'd you guys end up doing? And I went, oh, we went out to a movie. What did you see? Southern Beasts of Wildness, of Wild the Beasts of the South. All four words, man. I don't know hard why. To, hard to get straight. 
it's re- it, it just was. It was really hard. The baby has eaten my brain, basically. God, you're just blaming everyone for everything today. No, I'm not. It's just partly Justin's fault that we're late because it was his birthday and my brain's been eaten by my unborn child. Well, that's a common thing, the latter part. The first part, I guess I didn't blame you for it, but it was part of the reason why we were late because we had things to do, people to see. Not really. Like, I was like, hey. Things to do, people to see. Remember, you were like in charge of the podcast this week. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, thanks. I think Justin knew that I was getting a little ornery, so he reaches across and, like, pats my belly ever so patiently and kindly. Hi, Brooklyn. (laughs) Brooklyn, save me from your mommy's wrath. Okay, on to the actual movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's discuss in the order we saw. So, The Incredibles. We didn't see that one first. Brave! (laughs) We saw Brave first. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to fully discuss Brave, so that's why I didn't mention it. Sure. All right. Yay. Yay. Um, Brave. I think it was kind of cool, first of all, that we got to see it on the Disney lot. Touch us. I know, we're special. With one of the stars of the movie. We did see it with one of the stars in the movie. It's true. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And... Just because I, uh... Don't get to uh, see him up close that much, and it was interesting. I was like, oh, hey, how you, how's, it, how's it going? He walked in, you were like, oh, I didn't know he would be here. And I was like, that makes about 20 of us. And um, Disney, kudos to you for giving us all popcorn and drinks. Like, we're all in this little... Um, Screening room. Yes. And Justin asked me before we got in, he's like, do you think they're going to, like, let me take in water? I was like, probably not. Usually with these sort of places, not only do they not let you take anything in, they, like, search your purse to make sure you don't have contraband. Like, popcorn in a secret compartment. Or this digital camera. (laughs) Right. They're like, you can have nothing! So, we're walking in, and they have all of these, like, freshly popped buckets of popcorn just sitting and waiting and... And soda and bottles and and, an ice jug. And they were like, please, take what you want. I was like, what do you... You think you can win me with your popcorn and your Coke and your water? Well, you can. (laughs) You win, Disney. Babe, is my new favorite movie of all time. (laughs) We come out and... That's all it took. uh, As Justin mentioned, one of the stars in the movie that we saw it with asked us... So what'd you think? And everyone's like, oh, it's great. It was so great. Like, and I'm like, I'm like in the back. I like the popcorn. The free Coke. But really, did, did, did he think that any of us, even if we didn't like it, we're going to be like, actually. Your part sucked. Was very good. Terrible like voice it. acting. <laughs> but, the, but we weren't lying. We did like it. Yes. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was great. I liked it a lot too, and I and I mentioned this um, to you and to whomever else I talked about it with. It's nice to have a strong female heroine. It just is. I know that we've come a long way in the last ten years, and you, we have more than we ever did before. But if if you look at the canon of Disney princesses, the popular ones, honestly, are still you know Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, Little Mermaid. It's not like Mulan, <laughs> who is very strong, or um, not that she's Disney, but Anastasia. Like those were, those have been stronger heroines that have come out in the past 
10, 15 years, and they're still not like favorites. And I don't know what it is. Is it that we just like our girls weak or to depend on a guy? Cultural changes. We're, we're coming around. Well, we are, but we need our daughters to come around too and not just be like Cinderella all day long. Like we need them to want to be like Mulan or in this case, Merida. Yeah, it's true. You know what? What? Speaking of what we want. I want some hair like Merida. Oh my God, Becky. <laughs> I was like... Look at her hair. I was like, wow, it's long and flowing and, you know, they spent a lot of time on animating that. <laughs> I am so glad you brought up her hair because in the film, it really is gorgeous. It's just like you said, it's like a wild red mane and even though it's curly tangled, it's like beautiful and speaks about her character, about how she's unbridled and stuff like that. Translating that hair look to a doll, however, not nearly as good. A I, doll? I, I want it for my hair. I got a doll. You got a doll? I got a doll. And Wait, a Merida doll? Yes. Where is it? It's not here. Where is it? Is it work? No. Then where would it be? It's, In your car? No, I can't tell you because this will air before it's been given to the person. Oh, it's a gift for someone? I Yeah, I gifted it. Oh, why didn't you gift it to me? You wanted a merit at all? Maybe. Really? Then I'll gift it to Brooklyn. It's for ages three plus. It's like it's like a Barbie, but Merida. Oh. I gave it. She can fight. She can fight her angry birds. What? <laughs> did I miss something? I think no, you did. We have some angry birds. Uh, some plush angry birds for Brooklyn. Apparently, we like to gift things and keep some for ourselves because <laughs> we have a habit of doing this. We buy things for people and they go, "Oh, I want one too," and then we buy one for us. It's the best. It's true. Anyway, it's... Yeah. But yes, I, I, I gifted the Merida doll because I knew that would really like it. Oh, well, I'm sure who, that person will like it because I would like it and I'm a 32-year-old uh, male. Yeah, you are. That's weird. So, yeah, her hair, though, and the doll form, kind of strange. What, what would you think if this Halloween I went as Merida and... Um, uh, carried around um, Brooklyn as Merida's. <laughs> as what? We could both be Merida. You're no, you're Merida, and like she's like one of like the little little brother bears. She's dressed as an arrow. Oh God! People are gonna be like, "Is this like some weird interpretation of the Hunger Games?" <laughs> By the way, though, in answer to your first question, I would pay a sweet, sweet sum to see you dressed as Merida. From Brave. A sweet sum? A sweet, sweet sum of something. Well, you know what? It's (laughs) the year, you know, it's about time the gingers get their due, and I might uh, take you up on the offer. I'll be, I'll be across people like, are you Merida or are you Katniss? And I'll be like, I'm both. (laughs) Now that you mention it, is ginger technically a derogatory term? Is it? I hope not. I always wanted to have red hair when I was a kid. Yeah, it's unique. It is. It's kind of awesome, actually. So, I hope that all of you gingers out there who heard us just say the, those words aren't thinking we mean it in a bad way. It's a good way. Yeah. But I wanted to clarify in case it's 
which primarily use derogatory. Be you. Be who you are, Ginger. Yeah, Gings. Um, <laughs> so... Gingies. In the overall canon of uh, Pixar movies, um, a lot of people are hating on this as being like Pixar light or more... More Disney. Disney-esque than Pixar. Well, it is. It is. It is. Is it it a bad thing or a good thing? I think it depends on who you ask. I'm asking you, dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tell me it. I've heard some people be like, I really like this because it's less, you know, Pixar, more classic Disney. Mm -hmm. I think it's a generational thing, to be honest with you. Because I find that everybody who's in my age bracket or younger Mm -hmm. feels the way I do. Which is, I prefer other more recent Pixar movies to this one. The whole going back to the more classic Disney humor and storytelling, I feel like it's small step backwards. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's compare. Are you saying because the story is so simple? No. Traditional? Stories, maybe traditional. Stories can be simple. That's fine. Okay. And I also don't mind a certain amount of tradition, especially because this one, like I said, was so female-centric, not just with the heroine, but like with what happens to her mom. I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if you compare it to movies like Up or Wally. um it's, it's I guess not as creative, okay, in its approach, and see that. and the dialogue is. I don't want to say it's slightly more stale, but it's definitely not as bantery, not as quick. Got it. Does that make sense? Yes. Do you agree or disagree? Um, I would agree. I would agree. I think, yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's more traditional. The, um, the story is, is simple, although the, the twist in it is one of the reasons I probably liked it more than I would have, because I would have never thought that the twist would have happened in a movie like this from Pixar. I would be like, that's weird. Yeah. All right. And then, um. I enjoyed the twist. I agree with you. The curve. Um. I don't know. I uh, it was weird because I was like watching it and I was thinking I was like, yes, it's about time you have a spunky heroine in a Pixar movie who's the you know rules the day. And then I'm like, I hope I hope Brooklyn will watch this someday. And yeah, she, it, <laughs> you know she will be emboldened to um, be Merida for Halloween with me. <laughs> it sounds trite, but becoming or soon to be parents of. A girl, you do you do notice those things, and you're like, this is the type of movie I would want my daughter to watch and want to kind of um, be emboldened by. Mm-hmm. But we already kind of talked about that in the beginning. I mean, if she wants to be, you know, Ariel and great, no problem. Seeing underwater, she can. But um, if she wants to take control of her life and her legacy and shoot bows and arrows that's cool too ariel was kind of a good transitional character if you think about it because on one hand she wanted so desperately to be out from under her father's grasp and to have legs and to be out of the sea and be independent dot 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 and by that i mean i need to wait for a boy to kiss me so i can have a voice oh so but you know she still good transitional character 
in the feministic canon of Disney movies. I have yet to see, by the way, Tangled, but I've heard Brave be described more in the vein of Tangled in terms of uh, its quality and what its tone is like. Yeah. Have you seen Tangled? I haven't seen Tangled. I want to see it, though. Maybe we should have seen Tangled. Well, by gosh, dirty dirty. We failed. Um, What else? There's lots of good um, voice acting in this. Yes, there is. From From people we know. People we know. It was one of the uh, suitors um, for Merida. No, he was not. The dad of a suitor? Yes. He was the dad of a suitor. Yes. Um, but Merida is, uh, voiced by, uh, Kelly McDonald, who, um, Chrissy knows from my no show. country. <laughs> she was on your show? She was on my show. Oh, really? Yeah. Is she Irish? Um. She, she's Irish. I think so, actually. Um, her mom. But actually, wait, what am I saying? I think she's Scottish. Is she Scottish? Yeah. Well, she her, sounds more Irish than Scottish. Her her last name is M A C, which is traditionally Scottish. Okay. M C is Irish. She was good. Emma Thompson as the mom was really good. That's who that was. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, who is playing the mom? Mm-hmm. Indeed, Emma Thompson. You go, girl. Um. Kevin McKidd. Kevin McKidd. So he he was one of the suitors, right? Yeah. Um, not many male roles in this. The the most um, I mean that matter. The, obviously, the most important one is is Meredith's father, and Billy Connolly. I really really like him as a as a modern Disney dad. Yeah, you know? hands on parent, the fun parent, obviously of the two. Mm-hmm. But this movie kind of it's interesting because you see what happens when. Um, the less popular parent, shall we say, um, has to be the one who goes through the big change or the big twist, as it were. You know, usually it's like in Disney movies, the mother's missing and, the, you know, happen, whatever is going to happen happens to the father and this is the opposite. I don't know why I felt like saying that, but I did. No talking animals in this? Look for the bare necessities. <laughs> The simple bare necessities. Um, but one of the biggest things, uh, I guess it was last week, um, after it came out, someone wrote an article online, uh, I think it was in Entertainment Weekly, saying, uh, is Merida gay? Why? Because she's strong? I think it was just to rile up people and, oh. you know, be stupid. As evidenced by my response just then, why? Because she's strong? Well, anytime, it's like everything... Uh, everything with uh, gay. It, it, I think the the same day that that came out was the same day that everyone got into the whole hubbub about Oreos. Oreos. Well, that was because it was Pride Day. I know. So that could have something to do with it too. I'm just like, what? What is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? Seriously, you know, I read something recently that was absolutely on point. When it was like, 30 years from now, we're going to look at pictures. Of people being like, God hates fags holding their signs. Mm-hmm. And those people are going to be ostracized the way now we look back at racist people from the 60s who are like, no coloreds. Mm-hmm. Where you go, it's hard to believe that anybody even thought that way, much less had the gall to stand My on the street Oreos corner with a sign. rainbow colored. Oh, Jesus. 
But like seriously, I I hope that that whoever said that is right, and I think they will be. Thirty years from now, we're going to look back at the people who are intolerant now of the gay lifestyle and be like, seriously, this mattered to people. People, I mean, like it mattered in a bad way where they felt the need to talk about how horrible gay people are. Be out. Be proud. That's all I have to say. It's my button on that. Oh my gosh. What? So anyway, yeah, I like to, I like brave a lot. I, I wouldn't put it in my upper echelon of, um, these are the ones I love. Of Pixar movies? Of Disney movies or both? Um, Pixar movies. Yeah, I would put it somewhere towards the very bottom 10 of my Pixar. Oh yeah? List. Yeah. Okay, do we want to go over that list before or after we talk about the next two movies? After. Okay. Okay. So what would you give Brave? Um, B+. Plus. I give like B+. Plus. That's, yeah. That's about good. It's a fair grade. It's something that I'm sure we'll watch again when we have Brooklyn. And, you know, it'll be a, a nice happy time. And it's not like pulling teeth where you're like, ugh, if I have to sit through, you know, fill in the blank one more time. <laughs> If I have to do the Jungle Book one more time, I'm going to gouge my eyes out. What's wrong with the Jungle Book, man? Mm. Okay, so we also saw The Incredibles and Ratatouille, both um, you had never seen before. Yes. Which one did you like better? I think people will be surprised. Okay. Ratatouille. Really? Yeah. Okay. I anticipated that I would enjoy The Incredibles more. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy it. It's not that, that I didn't at all. But there was something so charming about Ratatouille. Okay, I would agree. And you want to be super duper surprised? Yeah. I actually like Ratatouille better than Incredibles. What? Yes. High five. I mean, we don't have to high five that, but okay. <laughs> if somebody... Okay. If somebody offers you a high five, whether or not you think it's necessary... Just do it. Don't make the other person look like an asshole. <laughs> Just I, no, I'm not talking about I, this specific situation. I'm talking make, about life. No, here's how you make someone look like an asshole when you do like a really in public high five and they just like walk by. Oh no, that's like douchebaggery. That's beyond asshole. Seriously. If someone goes high five, whether or not you agree, just be like, okay, and high five that person if you're their friend. If you're not, then don't high five them and see what happens. There's so many rules for high fives, I guess. No, it's like just like an unwritten code of friendship. If your friend high fives you, you should probably do it back. Reciprocate the five. Five back. Okay, I got it. Unless you have lobster claw. In which case, reciprocate the two. Because they have two digits. This is all true. Yes. <laughs> high five and lobsters. That's the next Pixar movie. <laughs> Except it'll be high two-in. High two-in. <laughs> wow. Hey, if Sebastian can give a high five, you can too. <laughs> okay. Did he high five anybody? <laughs> I don't think so. All right, anyway. Um... I'm so, yeah, I am surprised that you prefer Ratatouille to The Incredibles. Is there a reason on your end? Um, I don't know. I think it just touched me in my <laughs> in in like your special my, place. There's my heart, and then there's my innermost heart, and it touched me in my innermost heart. Just the story and the movie as all. Well. Okay. Yeah. Did it have anything the to themes. do with the fact that it had a really cute rat as its lead, and we like animals? 
Well, you know I don't like rats, so... Well, that's true. <laughs> you know, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I would think that after seeing this movie, you'd be less afraid of rodents. What? Now, if I, like, walk into my apartment and there's a little rat and he's cooking me a feast, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going to be afraid as to if I walk in and he just like scurries around and I'm like, ah! Well, they scurry around because they are scared. Well, I'm scared of them. I don't like them. Why are you scared of them? Why are you scared of cockroaches? Because they multiply like crazy. Rats do. Because they carry diseases. Rats do. Because they aren't soft and cuddly at all. They rats bite, so they, they do the can. they do the th- same this things as cockroaches, but they bite as well. Clearly, you have never held a rat. I don't want to hold a rat. Rats, you want? I yeah. You want to hold a gigantic cockroach? No. Okay. Not the same. I see where you're going. I've had some past issues with rats where I'm just like, really? No thanks. Uh huh. What? Huh? I don't think I know about these past issues. Well, I told you about that one time when I was in college and I was uh, staying. Oh. Huh? I already know what you're talking about when you talk about rats. Not in that. No, not that story. No, I was. Um, I was in summer school and I was in this um, little house. I was staying with three guys in this little house um, during summer school, and I think I was getting up in the morning to go to class or whatever. And I walked in the bathroom and flipped open the toilet, and there was a rat in the toilet, just like <laughs> splashing around. He wasn't even Aww. fixing a feast or anything. And I probably like taking a bath. He's taking a bath. I like screams, like not even like a girl. Like the 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 sounds that only dogs can hear, pretty much. Like your life was about to end, basically. Because yes. <laughs> that's not what you expect. You you don't have coffee in you yet. You're just going and you want to take a piss, and there's a rat in there. So but to be fair, I would have probably screamed too, but like just more out of shock and surprise than fear. Well. I don't like rats, so. Okay. But it's cool. I can like r- movies about rats. I guess. I just wish you would have been e- exposed to rats more because. I, I wish you would have been exposed to cockroaches more. Well, I'm sorry. When I was in school, we had pet rats, but we I didn't guess, have I pet guess cockroaches. I either of us on Fear Factor, we know what the other one should do. Rats have a heart. Do cockroaches have a heart? Sure they do. They, no, they don't. It's just smaller. They don't have hearts. They don't have cardiovascular systems. Rats do. How dare you? When you of hold, they do. When you hold a scared rat, you uh-huh. can feel its heart beating a mile a minute. And it claws into your into your shirt and shakes. Well, that's Like great. a tiny rabbit. That doesn't mean I have to hold them. They take care of their young. <laughs> They're like us, but little. That's fine. So... <laughs> What did you so what what did you think about Ratatouille? I loved it. You did? Yeah. What did you love about it? I, I like rats. What's <laughs> That's it. That's all it took. I got no, a lot but... of rat movies to show you, I guess then. <laughs> no, but I I love this one too cuz I love rats. <laughs> no, but I was inclined in the beginning to be like, "Oh, yay. Cute animal." Uh-huh. Um I mentioned this when we very first started talking. It's it's very charming. It, it from the get-go, first of all, it's it's in France. Is there anything not charming about France and Paris? I think the not. French. Sometimes. <gasps> what are you saying? <laughs> they, they can be less than charming. Even when they're snotty, they're still charming. 
How many times have you been to France? My family is from France. You mean the ones that you don't like that much? Yes. Okay. I want to go to France. Let's go to France. Let's go. I'm down. Take some rats. Okay. So, yeah. First of all, there's nothing, like, not charming about that city. Okay. Um, Secondly, then you've got the the whole dual story of how um, the... What's the little rat's name? I forgot. Remy. Remy. Thank you. Voiced by... Patton Oswalt. Patton. I asked you because I was like, he sounds so familiar. Who is that? And you were like, it's Patton Oswalt. Only my BFF, Patton. I was shocked. He was so flattered, by the way, when I told him how much you love him. He was so flattered. I wish I could have been there. He was like, really? Wow, that's that's so nice. That's so great. Thanks. So now next time you can see him, you'd be like, you know what I loved you in? And he'd be like, big fan. Uh, something like Ratatouille. Yeah. And he'll be like, nice. You have no idea how many times I've actually heard that. Uh, anyway, so um, I like the dichotomy of the story of Remy mm-hmm. with his family and colony and, you know, wanting to... He has he's a whimsical heart. Yes. You know, he wants to kind of follow his dream and has this optimistic outlook of, in his case for cooking, it's anyone can cook. Like his hero, the... Um, what's the chef's name? Gives it the G. Chef G. G. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and of course, the colony is more practical, shall we say, in their approach to life. And it's like, that's great, kid. Let's pick some food out of the garbage to live. <laughs> Let's talk about your dreams while we like sustain our daily life. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, take a chance and pursue your passions. Right. Wherever they may take you. <laughs> and and it's nice, like I was saying, the dichotomy of having that against the human story of this young um, busboy, for lack of a better term, who joins the restaurant um, owned by the late, I can't remember his name, but Chef Jusidi. Yeah. <laughs> and he too is like, you know, he may just be a dishwasher or a busboy, but he wants to cook. And, you know, he's throwing some spices in the soup. He's trying. The difference here is that the rat can actually cook and that he can't. And so they team up. And it's adorable. It's adorable. It is so cute. I like you a lot. Because they have a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's not without its, you know, toils and troubles and stuff like that. But, um... It had just, um, I I think anyway, the perfect amount of strife mixed with cute Disney, where it's not the type where you kind of necessarily even see where it's going. There's a difference. With Brave, I felt like after the twist, I knew where it was going. Like, you know in the end how it it has to be resolved. There's no other way to get around it in Brave. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you can't leave that character. I don't know. After the twist, I was like, maybe it's... When the twist happened, I was like, okay, I'm sad. Don't know anything about what this movie's going to be about. So um, after the twist, I thought, well, I guess anything could happen, including certain people dying. You know, that could happen. It wouldn't be the first time that someone had died or almost died in a Pixar movie and made me sad. Perhaps. I guess I I didn't see it that way because I was was thinking of it more like a Disney movie than necessarily a Pixar movie. But in my head, it was like... I know how this has to end up. It's just a wonder of wondering of how it gets to that point. 
where it's happy at the end. Uh, whereas with Ratchet, I didn't really necessarily know how it was going to end up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you, didn't, you never, I don't think anyway, you, when you're watching it, think somebody's going to die. But here, it's not, the stakes aren't that high. But it's kind of like, well, I don't know. How does this go? And there's a big twist towards the end with um, a certain food critic. Oh, voiced by uh, Peter O'Toole. He was really good. Oh, yeah. And he was. He was really, really good. That was a great little t- unexpected twist. It made me... Did it make me, you sad? It made, made, made me happy sad. When happy, happy sad? Happy sad. Aww. Justin. Pixar movies are good at that, man. Oh, man, they are. They make you laugh and cry all in the course of 90 minutes. Ugh. So, I've given my piece. You've been pretty quiet. Like, what do you think? I thought it was great. I mean, it's one of my top five favorite Pixar movies. Um, I've only seen it. That was only the second or third time I've seen it. But, mm-hmm. um, like I said, the the whole theme of um, you know, pursuing your passion, um, and happily, not just out of ambition. I think people do that too often, where they misconstrue, you know, pursuing your passion and being passionate about something about being very, very ambitious, like Julius Caesar level of ambition, and. This was just more of an optimistic following your heart. True. I prefer that version of being passionate about something. So I, I, um, I, I felt the theme, you know, as, as someone who, who, you know, has hopefully followed my passion. Um, I like, uh, the voice acting again, Patton's one of my favorites of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, who else was in this? Peter O'Toole, um, Brad Garrett was the chef, um, Janine Garofalo, out of blue, was the right? the French girl. Yeah. Um. That makes sense, though. The, I mean, the, the animation is amazing throughout. Um, and then the, the score is really good by, uh, is it Michael Giacchino, I guess, was the, did the score for this I one. don't know. I didn't see who did the score, but. I'm just smiling odd about it. He did the score for The Incredibles. Also a good score. And, oh, yeah. And he did the score for Lost. Um, oh, so he, your yeah. favorite show. Well, no, we're... Um, we've been... Uh, or I've been gathering music, um, like instrumental music for, uh, for Brooklyn. For her arrival, yes. For her arrival. And I have to say, I feel like... I love it all that you've chosen so far. Yeah. But if you listen to it in succession, it's all like borderline wistful sad. No. Oh, yes, it is. Well, do you want it to be like... No, no, I love it. I have always loved wistful slash borderline sad music. Well, it's not done. I'm still gathering no, more songs. I'm the person who plays that sort of music. And then people go, Chrissy, I'm going to slip my wrist if we have to keep listening to this. I'm going to burst out in tears. I mean, part of, there's there's some that are like wistful, sad, but they're but, but they also have the like inspirational like rebirth type of quality to it, as evidenced by the fact that you're using the Star Trek song for when um, what's his face dies, but the baby is born. Oh, it's a great song. It is. Labor, labor of love. Yes. Womp womp. <laughs> Are we setting something up, though? Like, are we setting this up for something bad to happen? Like, it plays and, and everything. But he's like, oh, this is so beautiful. And then, like, 
Chrissy's crashing on the table, everyone, and like this music is happening in the background. You're like, no, I jinxed it. <laughs> oh my god, Justin's being attacked by a rat, and his daughter's coming. I'm like, just go. You're so big. Like what? I mean, seriously, <laughs> one rat is going to take you down. It's a gigantic mutated rat. Is it a guy in a costume? Yes, the guy. <laughs> irony of all ironies. What would it take for you to not be scared of rats? What would it take for you not to be scared of cockroaches? Never seeing them again. I don't like have like hissy fits and cry like you do about cockroaches with rats. Well, or scream. You apparently screamed your head off, your pretty little head off, when you well, saw one in the toilet. That was because it was very unexpected. <laughs> oh, because it's expected when you turn on the kitchen light and cockroaches go scurrying. That's expected. When you expect that the cockroaches to be in the kitchen, yeah, sometimes. More than a rat in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's that rat right there in the toilet where I left it. <laughs> where you like, left it. Like, you, there's no cheese or anything. There's no food in the toilet. What are you doing, Yeah, because rats? rats only eat cheese. I said food. They can eat anything. They can eat copper wiring. There's no copper wiring in the toilet. <laughs> what are you talking about? True. I'm telling you, he was taking a bath. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Ratatouille, man. I think I went to see Ratatouille by myself. Oh. In the theater. Oh, where was I? I can't I don't know where you were. Because that's something I would think that I would have wanted to have seen with you. And we were together at that point when it came out. So, what the hell happened? What is going on with our child, by the way? I'm sorry, I got really distracted. She's going to burst out. She is. We're having like an alien-like experience right now because um, I'm lying down a little bit in an incline to help my back. And the baby is moving around. You can clearly see her moving under my skin. And then every so often, like... I don't know what it is. I, I mean, it's just like a clear, pointy, bally body part, and it goes rip, like all the way up and then moves. Never gets old. It doesn't, at least for me. I'm sorry if it gets old for you so, guys. I give red to an A. An A! Me too! Yay, that was easy. Yay. Now onto the Incredibles. Indeed. Incredibles. I saw Incredibles in the movie theater with uh, Joe Egan. Did you really? We went to see We're just two guys going to see a Pixar movie. Hey, man. You know, I I got no shame to... I think we went to like a one or two o'clock showing down at that theater down there in Culver City. And it was us two and a bunch of four-year-olds. But that surprises me. Because every time I go see a Pixar movie in the theater, there are plenty of adults. Well, this was... Uh, like, unaccompanied without children. Incredibles came out, like... Early on in the Pixar Like, eight canon. years ago or something. I think so, yeah. Um, but, in the same way, I, I, I love Red 2. I love Incredibles as well. It's hard to, like, compare and contrast. Yeah, they're not the same at all. Huh? They're not the same at all. What are you talking about? Ratatouille and the Incredibles. No, I'm talking about in terms of, like, which ones I like better... In mm-hmm. terms of Pixar movies, it's really hard. Because you like them for different reasons? I like them for different reasons, and they're just also, like, on a higher, like, better than most movies. It's like, can I just it, love them it's all? It's true, and it's not, I mean, the animation, of course, is far superior to pretty much any other animation that we had seen previously or anything out there that isn't a Pixar film. 
But beyond that, I, I think a lot of it is the is the writing and the and the voice writing, acting. the stories, the the themes that they work with are, you know, adult themes. Yes, boiled down, boiled down to, down to, to children's, children's understanding. Yeah, exactly. But still um, enjoyable for the adults. Clearly, two guys going to see a movie. Again, no shame. No, I know. I'm not saying that should be a shameful thing. I want to work at Pixar. Like, go Dude, on. Dude, who doesn't want to work on, at Pixar? Go on YouTube and and look at the videos of like where uh, Pixar headquarters where people work. It's just like what? Back in the day when I had a massage therapist, her husband worked for Pixar. Oh. And she used to tell me stories about it and like what an amazing place it is to work and how People, you know, work up their careers just to get their foot in the door there. But then once they do, it's like you never want to leave. We need to think of something. (laughs) How can, let's see. Well, sadly, neither of us can draw or have any sort of visual artistic aptitude. We're good performing, but not visually artists. Um, what? What? You can't draw. Shut your mouth. What are you talking about? I can draw. I can't draw either. What are you talking? What can you draw? I've never seen you draw. What? I'm good at like drawing things. Like Like what? Draw something. I'm good at draw something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm better at draw something than you. And that says something because I suck at draw something. Wow. Your mom is being an a-hole, Brooklyn. No. Oh, Justin. I'm just saying we have certain aptitudes and visual artistry isn't one of them. There's no shame in admitting that you're not good at something. Why are you frowning? Because I'm, I'm a good drawer. Okay. You can draw me something after this. Okay. Yay. I'll draw it on my new iPad. Oh, see, now you'll probably be pretty good at it because you have a better sized... Yeah, it's impossible to draw something on iPhone. I will give you credit for that because also you're a big guy and you got big fingers. Big fat fingers. You're like, trying to draw the itty bitty screen. There's a tree. (laughs) I was good at that. It's a fat one, just like my finger. (laughs) See that thing that looks just like the shape of my index finger? That's the tree. What's that? It's a fat branch. (laughs) That's what what she said. Wanted you to make sure you knew it was a tree. Yeah, indeed. Um,. So, okay, well, if we, theoretically, we're not going to go be artists at Pixar, what could we do? Um, I mean, I'd sweep the floors if it could give me a leg up. That's true. I could be the guy that goes from sweeping the floors to president of Pixar. I'm real good at answering the phones. <laughs> answer their phones. But the Incredibles, I think, you know, come back to me in like five years and I'll probably have a diff- more different opinion on Incredibles because I haven't... You know, I've only begun to establish my family unit as it is. <laughs> okay. And that's what this movie's about. It's about a, a family of uh, superheroes. Yeah. And it's basically their origin story for how they became the Incredibles. It's interesting because I don't feel like many animated movies deal with lying very well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the main guy, the hero of the movie, the dad, has spends a good portion of the movie lying to his wife and his family so he can live this secret double life as um, a superhero. At least, well, he used to be, and then you know, clearly, um, that part of his life ended, and he wanted to go back to it. So he has to kind of like lie about it in order to be able to do it on the side. And I, I don't know. I can't think of another anime movie in recent uh, memory where. The hero or the heroine lies. 
And it's not like tacitly okay, but it's not, you know, because the person's a villain. But he wasn't lying to, you know, go out and slut around all night or anything. <laughs> he was going, he was lying so he could pursue his passion. Right. No, I, I, I understand. I am actually, this sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. You are a superhero as well. Yes. Okay. Why would that sound terrible? Um, I can support telling a good lie if A, it doesn't hurt anyone, or B, um, it save in, in the long run, it's for the greater good. You know, it saves somebody heartache in the short run. It's like, you know, telling somebody who's really, really ugly, oh, that you're, you know, oh, you're so pretty, or I love your dress. Like, there's no harm in that. That's like a no harm, no foul lie. Or, you know, you know you're going to really hurt somebody's feelings if you don't go to their party, so you have an excuse. You know, things like that. Or if someone is terrible at drawing, instead of hurting their feelings and saying, you know what, you have no um, <laughs> drawing skills, say, you know what, you're not that bad. You're pretty good. You, you know... You have promised. You could work at Pixar. You know what, Justin? You're not that bad. Thanks. You're welcome. But the point is, I can get behind a good white lie. Okay. And I know a lot of people who can't. They're like, no. Lying is bad. So you're Period saying the what, end. What, he, he, what he was doing was okay? I, I approve. Okay. I get why he was doing it. Also, though, I get why his wife would be pissed. Because he, she's like, what, what the hell? No secrets. Mm-hmm. And you know that she, the way she found out when she went to um, the costume maker's abode, and um, then couldn't locate him, couldn't call him. Mm-hmm. Eh, probably not the best way to find out that your husband is leading a double life. True that. I bet she felt betrayed. She got over it. She did, because she had to step up and join him in the crusade, and the kids had to step up too. To the streets. Step up. You're <laughs> just nodding emphatically at me like, okay. In 3D. In 3D. Was this, wait, was um, Incredibles in 3D when it came out? No. This would have been a good uh, 3D movie. Oh, yeah? I think so. I'm su- I'll be surprised if they don't end up converting it in post and release, re-releasing it in a few years. Disney really likes to do that. Well, let's see. Is it next year, Finding Nemo? That's going to get re-released? I think Finding Nemo is coming in 3D. Oh, that'll be good. I know Little Mermaid's coming in 3D. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of 3D'd out. I, no, I agree. I was going to get on that train in, in a second and tell you that. Yeah, in general, I'm, I'm 3D'd out too. It's, you know, yeah, we get it. 3D. Gay. Cool. Especially being in LA where... Everything is in 3D. Well, not only that. Tickets are expensive enough as it is, and then you add on, you know, 4 or $5 a yeah. ticket. For those of you who don't live out here, a 3D movie will cost you anywhere between 16 and $19 a person. Yeah. That's nuts. 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 Uh, but I could justify doing uh, The Incredibles in 3D because, it's, you know, it's got action. It's true, it does have action. There are real reasons. Like the whole scene where uh, they're on the plane, the mom and the two kids, 
and she's yelling at the daughter, you know, put up a shield, put up a shield. And the daughter is too frightened and couldn't do it. That whole scene, can you imagine that in the 3D? That would be awesome. Well, I mean, The Incredibles is such a good movie because it's it's got a great story, but on its own, even if it's not an animated movie, it's just a great action movie. Agreed. There's just a lot of great action sequences in the movie. And, um, I mean, how many animated movies can you say, like, that's a great action movie? Like, Incredibles is a great superhero movie. It's probably one of the, t- the you know, top five best superhero movies of all time. Agreed. And going off of the superhero thing, I agree that, I, I mean, I like that they show us the origin of the villain. It's not often, I feel like, maybe... I'm wrong, but I feel like you, when you watch a superhero movie, it's like you get the origins a lot of times of the actual hero, but you don't always get the origin of the villain. You just know the villain is bad or the villain doesn't like the hero for reasons X, Y, Z, you know, you don't really understand how they became the way they became. True. I mean, we know how the Joker becomes the Joker, but that's like an exception. How did the Joker become the Joker, Chrissy? He laughed really, really hard and then (laughs) went crazy and then scarred his face. Okay. okay, that works. But um, with with regards to this, when when you see how somebody evolves into the big baddie, mm-hmm. at least when you're me, I felt like a little tiny bit of empathy for him, especially in the beginning. Not so much towards the end, but in the beginning, it was like, oh, I kind of get why you're so pissed off. I'd be pissed off too. And you had to carve out a name for yourself and nobody took you seriously. So this is what happens when people don't take you seriously. Who was your favorite character in The Incredibles? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like I like all of them, but I really, I mean, the mom and dad are great. Mm-hmm. The kids less so. Oh, yeah? They're okay. But I mean, they didn't wow me. Okay. There's nothing like special, special. Probably the mom. I don't know. Holly Hunter. Yeah. She's good. She's good. Got a good voice on her, though. I like when she does voice work. Um, for you, whom? Um, was it the... I call her Q because she plays the character that that uh, supplies all the gadgetry in the Bond movies. Oh. Is it Edna? Yes. Uh, the seamstress? Yes. She was great. She's pretty great. I think I she's agree. my favorite. Just because she was funny or because she made great costumes? <laughs> yes, I liked her costume work. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, that suit was really, really great. It might be the best part of the movie. I'm looking forward to her um, uh, her revolving costume work in the sequel. So This movie felt like it was on par with Despicable Me, which was not a Disney Pixar movie, but it reminded me. Yeah. Similar. I think it. I think that one definitely t- took some um, steps from the from the Incredibles. Despicable Me. I agree. Yeah. When did you see Despicable Me? When did I see it? Yeah. I saw it on DVD. Me too, but we didn't see it together. I think I saw it when I don't. I don't know. I know. I think it's, we still have it in there. We do. Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched it separately from you. Yeah, I know. That's why I was. That's why I was trying to figure out when you saw it. Because I was like, when did you see it? When I wasn't with you, dummy. What? You do things without me? <laughs> Sometimes. The hell. I know. I've got like a secret double life. <gasps> and this is the way I find out. 
feels so betrayed. Watching DVDs without you. Maybe oh you're like secretly an amazing artist, like on par with Van Gogh. Shut up. And you purposely downplay that side in our everyday life so I won't catch on to your lies. And that's also why Edna's your favorite character, because you appreciate her artistry. Someday I'm going to be the best artist in the world, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna bring up this conversation to you and be like, hey, yeah, remember when you didn't believe in me? Remember when you called me a terrible artist? <laughs> well, look at me now! And that's when I went, oh, and I start glowing. I have, like, pink brushes in my head. I'm, like, talking to you, but drawing stuff over here, and I'm, like, looking at it, and I sell it for, like, millions of dollars. Did you ever enter one of those contests in the back of a magazine when you were a kid where it's like, Draw this turtle. If you can draw this turtle. What the fuck? No. <laughs> Wait, come what kind on. Of what kind of contest was that? Do people not know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's like when you get to the classified. Draw, thanks for reading this magazine. Now draw this turtle. <laughs> if you could draw this turtle, congratulations. You just drew a turtle. <laughs> Is there a prize or something? Well, Okay. It's like when you get to the back of a magazine and it's like the last couple of pages and it becomes almost like a classified section. Uh-huh. You, you, you do know what I'm talking about when I say that, right? Do you know read magazines? <laughs> like, when you were young or ever? The, the classified section? It, it's, it becomes like a modified classified section where it's like, you know, um, it looks like advertisements for jewelry or things you can buy and tells you where to buy them. And then there's always like this the pen, one. The penny savers? <laughs> no, not really. I need to find a magazine and show you. We have a magazine. I'm going to go grab it after this. What was the magazine you always saw in the doctor's office for kids where it had like... Highlights? Highlights. Yeah. And then and then there's always like this was one... Was it highlights? That's one of them. Yeah. Y- no, not this particular one. This was not... It was not um, confined to one magazine. Like this was magazines. And when you and then there's like an advertise one of every the, single magazine had like hey can you draw a turtle pretty much no come on I wish that this were like a live podcast people could be like I know what she's talking about there's this okay so it's like an, an ad for it's usually I know for, Reader's Digest like you know any jokes <laughs> we'll give you a hundred dollars it's usually for like Ask art your grandmother school, but it's like this there's a picture of a tortoise wearing a ball cap or something it's like a cartoon and they go draw this and send it. To da 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 da, and our judges will decide whether you have artistic potential. Weird. Okay. Yeah, it was like that. And sometimes it was a contest where it was like you could actually win something, but other times it was just like their way of getting your information so then they could send you stuff on their art school about why you should take art lessons because you're awesome. Uh, I don't know this. I, I never experienced this. It was after me. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to have to find an example of this. Turtle drawing. It wasn't just turtles. It was just, you know, whatever. It was like, here's a canary. Can you draw a canary? Let our judges be the judge of that. <laughs> so I can play, but here's a naked lady holding a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> draw this. Contest. Okay. Interesting. So maybe that'll be, maybe that's what we should use as our litmus test as to whether or not you're a good artist. I'm going to find one of these and be like, objective test. Whatever. I'm a good drawer and you know it. It's true. You are. And I do know it. So what else about Incredibles? So I give Incredibles probably like a <laughs> A minus. Yeah, I'm somewhere in between A minus and B plus territory. Very cute. Moves fast. It's engaging. Um, I feel like... 
out of a lot of the Pixar movies, this is one that will be more enjoyed by kids than adults. Like, certain movies, like Up and Wally, are, I think, either equally enjoyed by kids and adults, or and especially in the case of Wally, possibly even more appreciated by adults than kids. I still think it's one of the uh, Pixar movies that would um, be most likely to have a sequel. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like this is one that's, like, particularly kid-friendly out of all of the Pixar movies. Okay. I would agree. Yeah. Good, though. I mean that in a good way. Very good. So, okay. How much time we got left? I don't know. How much time do we have left? I wish my artistic aptitude would be able to tell me how much time we had left. Okay, let's make this short. Okay. Top five Pixar movies. Go. Your, oh, your favorites. Um... If I you don't have to do it in an order. You could just do... May I ask you to go first? Because I can't even remember them all off the top of my sure. head. And I know that you will remember more. Um, Wally, Up, to- Toy Story 3, Ratatouille, Finding Nemo. I think my list is identical to yours. What? And I'm, stop and I'm, copying I'm me. Not crib- stop copying me. Uh-huh. I'm not cribbing off of you because, like, I'm like, that sounds good. Uh-huh. But in my head, when I was formulating this, I was like, well, Wally would be first, then it would be up. And I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Um, that's why I was like, but Toy Story, Toy Story. And then you said that, I was like, yes, that would definitely be my number three. And then the other two fell in perfect sync with what I would have thought as well. Wow. That was exciting. Yeah. I, I mean, this is why you married me, so we could be in perfect agreement. High five! Thank you. That was aggressive. It was an enthusiastic <laughs> reciprocation of the five. Now I'm going to draw a picture of, of, of us <laughs> high-fiving each other and sell it. You should. It'll pay for Brooklyn's college tuition. That's true. Because it's going to be worth a lot. Um, so yeah, Pixar movies friggin' rock. Like, I could watch Pixar movies, you All know, the Live Long Day? All the Live Long Day. Which one's coming out next? Which one's coming out next? I know they're making one. Uh, Monster. There's a Monsters, uh, I think it's called Monsters University sequel. That's totally in your wheelhouse. Hmm? It's totally in your wheelhouse. Did you, did you like the Monsters movie? What's the Monsters movie? With Billy Crystal and John. Oh, Monsters Inc. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sequel to that. I only saw that once and I feel like I was busy at the time. Yeah. So, I re- I mean, I remember the gist of it, and I remember it being very cute, and I liked... That was a, a really good voice acting job on that one, because it was like, the banter was great. But, um, yeah, I can't remember the whole thing specifically, piece by piece. Piece by piece. Piece by piece. Well, clearly we're going to get an education in Disney and Pixar movies shortly, when we're going to have to watch everything over and over and over again. We can selectively... Uh... Expose her to the ones we like best. Until she asks. She's old enough to open up her mouth and be like, can I see this? Why can't... Why haven't we watched this? How's she gonna find out? She'll have friends. No, she won't. Brooklyn, you won't have friends. Oh, don't be mean. Look, she's very unhappy about that. (laughs) Brooklyn, it's okay. You'll have friends. Whoa. I'm telling you. Weird. Um, So, really quickly, because we're running short of time... Um, let's talk about Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yes. So, we want to see Beasts of the Southern Wild on my birthday. I had never even heard of this movie. Really? Yeah. When we sat down, I was like, what is this about? And you were like, 
and I went, or is it better for me not to know? <laughs> you, you didn't tell me anything. Who wants to know? Like, just experience it new, anew. You're big on, ex- on experiencing things, like, in the new. Mm-hmm. I like to know a little bit before going in. Not so I can formulate an opinion, but it helps me get into it. Uh-huh. Like, before, before I go see a show, like, otherwise, I, I like to listen to the soundtrack. I don't think giving you, like, a 10, 15 minute, or 10, 15 minute, 10, 15 second blurb would have affected you either way in this one. Um, Probably not. I don't know. I, I have a long history of going to see movies on my birthday, and I wanted to see one that was... On your birthday. A- atypical, huh? On your birthday. Birthday. <laughs> Um, Justin can't say birthday. Shut your mouth. No, I think it's adorable. And I can't draw and I... This is, no, this is an adorable thing <laughs> that you can't say birthday. It's very, very cute. Birthday. <laughs> okay. So what, so my, about movies on, on your birthday, yes. I was saying I want to see something that was atypical um, on my birthday. Something that I all would remember. Because um, I, I have a, a past of seeing movies and them sucking and then I'm just like, where, 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 there goes my birthday. Aww. Ruined by a bad movie. <laughs> I'm so sorry that a whole, that a movie could ruin your whole birthday. <laughs> but okay, on to Beasts of the Southern Wild. So Beasts of the Southern Wild um, is an indie movie that has been, um, I think it was at Sundance and then at Cannes mm-hmm. um, and won awards in both places. I know somebody who knows someone who produced it. Uh-huh. And she told me that based on all the stories she heard when her friend was doing it, uh-huh. she was like, I am shocked that it ever got completed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That it was like the longest journalist drawn out process to get this movie made. And she's shocked that it was completed and much less released. But it was only released in Arclight theaters, right? No, no. It's... it's uh. I mean, I'm sure it's limited uh, release okay. thus far, but Got it. Um, yeah, I mean, it just came out the first day was on, on my birthday, so. All right, so here's the thing. We don't want to give too much away about this plot. Okay. Um, something that you learn pretty quickly, so I don't think I'm saying too much, is that it's about these people who live below the levee line in the South. I assume Louisiana. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... They basically refuse to leave their little, for lack of a better term, island below the levee line, knowing, though, full well that one day it's going to completely flood over and they're going to be left completely alone to fend for themselves. And it's like this negative utopia of no education and living off the land, which is mostly seafood all the time. Very little of the modern accoutrements that we have come to expect, like electricity and proper housing uh-huh. and things like that. And so it's hard to watch this if you've grown up in modern USA culture and think... Hard to watch Well, it. wait, no, let me explain why. And think that for at least certain parts, it's hard to watch it and not think, this is like child abuse. And then you have to remind yourself, not everybody lives like you do. Not everybody grew up, you know, with the things that you grew up with. Some, mm-hmm. For some people, this is their norm, and that's okay. 
So I kind of, I feel like, at least for me, I had to keep telling myself, like, hey, just because she is, like, eight and lives in her own dilapidated abandoned trailer and her father doesn't live under the same roof as her and she has to cook on her own and, you know, that's highly dangerous and she doesn't go to a formal school, that's okay because it's, that's, everybody lives differently. It's not at all child abuse that mm-hmm. she doesn't bathe. She bathes. She can they, jump in the water. They had a bathtub. She, they lived yeah, in the bathtub. They lived in the bathtub. <laughs> I thought it was great. Okay. I loved it a lot. Um, I liked it a lot. It uh, It's one of those movies that feels so original that it's almost like you're watching a documentary. Yes. Um, and it's centered on a performance by a girl who I guess has never acted before in her life. She's brilliant. But you're just like, wow, this girl is really talented. Mm-hmm. Hush puppy. Less the character she plays. Right. Yeah. Her, her real name is something French that I don't think I could pronounce. Yeah, she was on... Uh, what did I see her on? Taking over Ann Curry's job on today? The View. I think I saw her on The View or something like that just this past week. Um, but she's... She's obviously a talented girl. And in this movie, she goes through so much... Like crap, um, that you're. I don't know. I was amazed. I was just like, wow. Yeah, and I mean, there's this pervasive theme of the strong survive, you know, and that it, it's kind of like Darwin Darwinism at its finest. You know, we um, they use the, these wild boars as kind of like metaphors, and she talks about it too, where she'll the the lead character in voiceover will say something like, you know. The strong animals can sense a weak animal, and they, they she doesn't say this, but it's implied that they exploit that. Mm-hmm. So a huge part of her upbringing is being taught to be strong. And, you know, you're going to be like, and they, it's funny because they never say, they never use the feminine pronouns. You're never going to, then you never hear the dad tell her, you're going to be queen of the bathtub one day. It's always king. Mm-hmm. And huge emphasis on being masculine and strong and able to take care of herself education be damned but you know that's an entirely different category another movie with a um a central female strong character strong in a completely different way but yes I mean, She's got muscles. She has like biceps. I know that you grew up in civilization but you grew up in the south. Uh-huh. Okay. Is this is this real life? Like, does this happen? Are there people who live off the yeah. coaster in the boonies and this is how they live? Yes. For real? I wasn't sure how much artistic license was being taken, to be honest. Some people live in poverty. It's true. I, oh, honey. I'm not just talking about their level of income. I get it. People live in poverty. Mm-hmm. But that they refuse assistance, that they don't want anybody to pull them out from under the literal rubble well some people just don't want to leave their home i mean obviously we're watching this in a post-katrina atmosphere yeah and when you're watching this you're obviously thinking about katrina but they never say the words katrina or anything like that so i don't know man it's like you do what you need to do to get by 
But they don't need to. That's just it. Like there are people who are like, we're going to evacuate you. We're going to bring you to the center. We're going we're gonna to evacuate. And then we're going to put you in this auditorium with a thousand more people. And you're just going to sit on cots. As opposed to, you know, living at your home where, of course, it's not. But it's not live. It's not habitable. Huh? Their home, quote unquote, wasn't habitable. Well, it's not habitable to, to you. But obviously it was to them because they enjoyed living there. And they were you know when it started raining he put her in a trunk and said stay in the boat and their roof wasn't really a roof it was like a piece of sheet metal <laughs> i wouldn't let maggie sleep there i'm not, I'm, I'm not def- def- i'm not saying you should go do that i'm just telling you they obviously they they wanted to they had no problems with it well he didn't have any problems with it that's when you start asking yourself is it child abuse when it started flooding that's have- when it became an issue yeah but well but is that kind of child abuse because she doesn't have a say in it and he's like this is this is fine we don't need medical care we don't need education i can see you saying that yeah. but i mean it's like you know i mean we get on jehovah's witnesses for not allowing their kids to receive medical care how how is this that different mm-hmm you know, when somebody's sick, they don't go to a doctor. They start, like, pulling random crap out of the ground and putting it in a glass jar. And, you know, like, it's like a weird sort of potion. Potions. Potions. And I say, I say this, you know, in hearing my own voice repeat, I'm like, oh, I sound so critical. I actually really did like this movie. I liked it a lot. Um, it's clearly a different side. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you about everything you said about, you know, how the story was told, how interesting it is in a post-Katrina world. Um, but, yeah, you just kind of, I think you have to keep reminding yourself that it, it's okay. It's okay. They're different. All right. That's what movies are for, man. They open your eyes up to different experiences and different types of people that you would have never... Uh, seen yourself that's true i mean but i guess it's hard to believe if, if this were another country mm-hmm. there's a more of a suspension of disbelief where you're like oh well you know yeah the, i wouldn't know i've never lived in tasmania like i'm sure that's where how things work there our country's in the worst states been in since the depression i don't know how you're surprised that there might be people that live in poverty and stuff like that uh, again you keep bringing it back to an issue of being poor and uh-huh. i'm not saying i'm not talking about necessarily just being poor it was also the choices that they made oh, okay that it's you know that it's surprising that you're like really like people choose mm-hmm. to live like this in america get out that's why i asked you i'm like you live in the south this is this is real uh, I didn't live in Louisiana, though. I do know that in Louisiana, especially the southern parts, it's like a different... It's Different world? Different world, yeah. Speaking of the French, man. Right? Yep. Yeah, they got a whole thing. New Orleans. New Orleans. You've no. been. It's very hot. I love New Orleans. We also love New Orleans. Huh? We also love New Orleans. You've never been to New Orleans. Who's we? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me in Brooklyn. We also love New Orleans. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> David the Android from Prometheus. Actually, I don't know. I think I might have become Gollum for a second where everything was we. We likes it. My precious. My precious. 
Wow. Okay. This <laughs> Full been, circle. This has been such an exciting episode. Yeah, sorry, everybody. <laughs> At least we didn't go totally off the rails like we've been doing lately. <laughs> I know. Although, I think it's kind of fun when we go off the rails myself. Everyone loves going off the rails, man. Yeah. They're sorry that we were so not off the rails today and kind of boring. <laughs> I know. Womp womp. Womp womp. We will return to the rail, off the rails at a later date. We, when Chrissy gets back on the crazy juice. The crazy juice. I'm off work now. It's all about getting on the crazy juice. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. We can watch more movies. Not really. <laughs> it's not going to work out like that, apparently. <laughs> Well, you remember you were like, I was like, I was like, how are we going to keep up on the movie watching? And you're like, oh, you know, we're just going to have lots more time to watch them. I'm like, but we're going to have a baby. She's not here yet. I mean, she's here, but she's not here yet. I know. And see how much trouble we're having already. You had a birthday. We went to see a movie on our birthday. Yes. Okay. Th- th- that's part of it. So. Yes. Yes, yes. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like, um, well, we already have one lined up that we're going to see tomorrow. Yes. I'm surprised that you're the one saying yes, considering that it's Magic Mike. I can't wait to see it, man. Yes. see some male stripperage. So about that secret double life that it husbands is. live. <laughs> Let's talk about that again. What if we were watching tomorrow and like it came to one of the scenes and like the guys are up and they're like, Who's that tall, goofy dude in the... Justin? And I'm like... Actually, I think it would be more appropriate if after the movie, and you were like, that was so great, I loved it so much, and we came home, and I found a notebook, and I was like, I haven't seen this notebook before, and I opened it up, and it was just like super bad, where it's drawings of Pete and I, over and over again, and I was like, oh my god, he's right, he is a talented artist, I just didn't know this was... I can't stop, (laughs) I can't stop drawing penises... (laughs) Everywhere. See? I'm comfortable with my sexuality. I can like drawing penises. It's cool. I am also comfortable with my sexuality, but I don't think I'm going to necessarily start drawing some vulvas. Frankly, because I think I'd be really bad at it. We can combine those together and, and, and make a great coffee table book. <laughs> Very Kama Sutra, yes. Um, all right. Well, you know, check us out on Twitter. Justin Winners, <laughs> Chris Winners, or on Facebook. We have a page there. We do. It's the So I Married a Movie Geek page. You can like us. You can add us as a friend. Add us as a friend. Yeah. I spell my name with a K, by the way. Comment on our page. We're, we're, tell us movies we should be watching. Or tell us that we should stop. And... St- stop watching movies. <laughs> or podcasting about it. Yeah, or be like, you're doing it wrong. Do this instead. And we will be like, cool. Shut your face, random person. I've never said shut your face to a random person. I've always been very receptive to feedback. And then I become friends with people. And they're no longer randoms. They're friends. And then they stalk you and murder you in your sleep. No. It could happen. (laughs) All right. Well, it's been real. It's been fun. Good times. All right. All right. Real fun. All right. Are we done? Sure. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We love you. Salute you. We salute you. <laughs>